Welcome back, wonderful listeners, to the Trey Hand Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives with your absolutely wonderful host, Shanna Trahan. You can now purchase the book, 10 Ways to Be a Great Parent, on the TrahanTherapyCenter.com. It's been officially endorsed by a school board president. It's not just for parents, it's for anyone who lives or works with children. Now, on to our show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Trahan Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives. It's been a while since I've been with you guys, and um, I'm really sorry for that. I've just been in a huge transition. Uh, I was in Austin last year and just came back to Houston, and so uh, since then I had opened up my therapy business, the Trahan Therapy Center, and I've been working with people globally, which has been a really awesome experience unlike any other. So I do thank you for joining us here today. Just want to take a few moments to talk a bit about what's been going on uh, in the in the world today. And of course, everyone has been kind of off kilter with COVID-19. COVID-19, another coronavirus. So my goal is not to be really political here with this, but really just to talk about how to get through times like this. So I, as I said, I have been working with clients in many countries. I mean, the U.S., of course, Canada, and I think Kazakhstan, and gosh, the U.K., Japan, China, uh, more places, guys. I mean, it's just too many to name. But I just want to say that I've been dealing with all cultures and races and things like that. And so that's been a really phenomenal opportunity for me and just to get to learn about other people and their cultures and how they view things and uh, one thing that I found though in communicating with all of these different people is that we are more alike than we are different so when I talked to a client in the U.S. I heard a client in the U.S. being concerned about Were they going to get to go back to work? How are they going to pay their bills? I talked to a client in Japan. They were worried about, you know, how do I return back to normal? When do we get to walk around freely and just have life as normal? When I talked to someone in Canada, Canada, they're like, okay, well, I was laid off. I mean, what am I going to do now? How is this going to work for me? And so many clients in different places were experiencing depression and anxiety, um, fear of the unknown, what's going to happen after COVID-19. And so because I had so many different clients with these concerns, it honestly just prompted me to write a book because I felt like if my clients were dealing with this, certainly many more people uh, around the globe were dealing with the same issues and feelings of how do I cope with living alone during this kind of time? Uh, So the title of the book is very long and and swanky. Uh, It's 69 plus one ways to enjoy your life during a pandemic quarantine and to preserve your mental health. So it actually uh, ends up being more like 85 or 90 ways. Uh, and, And of course, in there, there are some beautiful pictures because sometimes I just take these mindfulness walks and so I had decided you know what I'm no real photographer just call me amateur 
Shanna, that's fine. And so I ended up taking these pictures that were along my mindfulness walk. And I am a person, to be honest with you, or I had been a person in my past where I'm always busy. I've got all this stuff going on and just never enough time to smell the roses. Well, the opportunity presented itself where I'm like, okay, so I'm going to take a walk and I'm not going to be in any hurry at all. And that was crazy. I was like, I'm not going to be in any hurry at all. So I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to get up. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to um, go take this walk. And I was kind of like in slow motion. You know how they do the replays of the basketball games or the football games. And I was really in slow motion and it was really crazy. So I started noticing just a gentle breeze and I was noticing the different colors of things, the different variations of green on the grass or of the weeds, and then also the colors in the sky and the types of birds near me, the ones in the sky and on the ground. And no, I began to notice the ant, the small little ant mounds. And uh, I mean, like the really tiny ones. It was really interesting to watch. Anyway, so I began to watch anything that moved and didn't move. And I tell you, I don't know if it sounds off kilter to you, but I will tell you that it became very relaxing to the degree that I mean, I did not go out thinking, oh, I'm going to be taking pictures. You know, I'm on this mindfulness walk. I'm going to write a book. None of this was like in my head. But I mean, one day just something was so beautiful to me. And I just thought this should be captured. So I captured it. And then later there was yet another thing. And I was like, okay, I'll capture this. I'm gonna, you know, this is so pretty. Uh, Wow, why am I at my age now, like noticing the beauty of the earth and what it presents with, you know, the animals, the trees, the, the sky, the dirt, just everything. I mean, had an enhanced sense of beauty. And so, um, Anyway, so I took these pictures uh, in which I ended up publishing several in the book. So I I just felt like it was something that could kind of make you think in terms of, okay, well, maybe I could go on a mindfulness walk. You know, maybe I could take a deep breath and take my time, just take a stroll, not be in a hurry. And so that's what I decided. I said, you know, I'm going to share this information with the world. So as I was saying, you know, after the mindfulness walks, I just felt like, you know, I should share this information with the world. In communicating with clients, I certainly found that People were becoming sad. And 
in my sessions with people, I mean, I'm, I'm serious, but I really, I have like a childlike way about me where we smile a lot, a lot, we laugh a lot. I mean, if there's any opportunity to laugh at ourselves, to um, make light of a situation, we do that because, you know, therapy is not just about, you know, a stoic individual sitting and looking at you and making you feel judged or anything like that. It's, to me, it's, it's an interactive opportunity for people to come together to maybe share ideas and for someone sometimes just to be understood. And some of my clients literally just want to be heard. And I do that for people and their ideas and their feelings and their thoughts are safe with me. Anyway, so back to the depression. So sometimes people are not just sad as in, oh, something happened, so I'm really sad. And then, you know, tomorrow I'll be back to my usual self. We're talking about an extreme or intense sadness. Some people literally get to the point where they cannot get up out of bed. They get to the point where they cannot focus. They get to the point where they can't even fully process thoughts and ideas as they usually would. Some people need other people to help to get them to put their clothes on. I mean, that's the, you know, the most severe kind of depression, but it happens to, to people from all walks of life. I mean, people with PhDs and people with two and three degrees, it happens to doctors and lawyers and senators and people in all sorts of offices, custodians and businessmen and people that work at different fast food joints. And it it happens to prostitutes and children and grown-ups. It happens to everyone. It happens to ministers, preachers of the word. It happens to people. As long as we continue to live life, most of us will have a day where we're not our very best. And sometimes we'll seek out a friend, we'll seek out someone to talk to um, about our problems. But sometimes just a friend is, is not always good enough because sometimes our friends are dealing with their own issues, their own life problems. You know, that's why speaking to a therapist can be very good. And the first therapist you get to might not be the one for you. And so you have to kind of shop for a therapist like you shop for a car. I mean, you don't just take the first uh, car lot. You don't just jump, go to the first car lot and take the first car you see. So remember that. Something that you can do during COVID to work through depression. Some of the things I've seen on the news are people uh, today, actually, they were showing a guy on a teacher uh, on TikTok and he's teaching people how to draw or paint and so that seemed pretty interesting and there were people that are singing and sharing it with the world that have never done that before so that's pretty uh, cool especially for those people who have a really nice singing voice so that's pretty awesome what about people who literally live alone and maybe don't have a lot of friends what does that person do How does that person connect with the world? How does that person become one with the universe? One of the things that 
we can do in that situation is to begin to be a little introspective and consider, you know, who are we, where are we, and, you know, what kind of things do we want in our future and how do we get there? So if you live in the U.S., certainly life goes so fast sometimes that you never have time to think of that between your eight-hour job, your two kids, your wife or your husband, your friends, hanging out with your friends, and then your family time, cleaning up your house, washing your car, washing your clothes. I mean, when is there time to be introspective? So looking into yourself, asking yourself, where are you now? Looking at where you've come from, for example, where you've grown. So maybe, you know, three years ago, finished a high school diploma. Now I am uh, just came back from you know working a year overseas or something and now I'm back in my country and I just started college two years ago so where is this college degree supposed to take you or you know what what do you want to, what do you want from life and why do you want those things and how is that going to get you really where you want to go do you want to help other people do you want to help yourself what kind of person are you going to present yourself to be in the world And what things are you going to do to get people to see you as that person? So, I think that that's a good starting point, introspection. When was the last time you were introspective and made some decisions about your life? Thank you so much for joining me again at the Trahan Therapy Center. Shanna Trahan, your awesome host. So in the last moments, I was just talking about depression and things that we can do to alleviate mild to moderate depression. I'm going to say it has a lot to do with your routines. I talk to clients about this all the time. My question is, What is your morning routine like? What does it consist of? Some people get up, take a shower, wash face, brush teeth, um, get dressed and just get out out of Dodge. I mean, sometimes they don't have breakfast or anything, just get out of the house quickly. So that means that your movements are not very, um, you, you had not thought about them very well. You were just like, let me just do the bare minimum and that bare minimum will get me by. So when I read books about people who are well-to-do or who've been very successful and or watch videos or movies about those same people, something that I find across the board is that these people tend to have a routine of how they start their morning. And something that I encourage people to do is give yourself a little extra time in the morning to, for example, move out of the bed slowly. So some people's alarms go off, they you know hit the phone really hard and then they're jumping up. I think when you start your morning like that, it, it kind of gets you rattled. What if you started your morning by getting up very, very slowly on purpose? And even before you get up, you're thinking about some things that you're grateful for. 
I'm grateful for being healthy. I'm grateful for living in a home. I'm grateful for the friends and family I do have. I'm grateful for being able to have this clear and concise thought. Whatever you're grateful for, and at least two or three things every morning. And then when you get up, maybe you'll stretch, or some people like to do meditation. So let's say after that, then you jump into the shower, start getting yourself together. And while once you get out of the shower, what if you were to do something so simple as to, and this is my go-to, so I mean, you may have a different source, probably another good podcast, but I will often just jump right on YouTube and I would look up inspirational video and lots of times I find a really good audio soundtrack. So a lot of times they have pictures and everything, but that's like the least important part for me because I like to listen and be motivated and have my thoughts to be positive and uh, focused for the morning. So that's how I like to use those inspirational videos. And so let's just say you didn't have the best night and you're waking up the next day. I hope we're going to have a good day. But this way you can kind of ensure where your brain is, where your energy is and how you're feeling. This part is so huge, just really magnanimous. It's so important that you start your morning off in the way that you want to see your day go. Start your morning off in the way that you want to see your day go. So if you start your day off, and I I know everybody's going to be able to relate to this, at least most people. Have you ever gotten up in the morning and stumped your big toe and it hurt so much and all you could think to yourself was oh my god it's gonna be a terrible day this thing hurts oh my god and so there you are you're in the midst you start feeling those negative emotions because now everything has become terrible and then when you get in your car and you're on the way to work now everybody in traffic is cutting you off and everything on a road is a problem then you get to work and you see one of your co-workers and then there is another problem you say something to the co-worker it doesn't go across very well and then now there's a problem at work so you kind of set this in motion from that moment when you hit your big toe you had a decision to make so the question regarding the decision was this what kind of day am I going to have And so that's the decision that you had, that you were faced with when you hit your big toe. Because there could have been a different scenario. You could have made a different decision. You could have said, oh boy, this really hurts. But this is but a moment in the day. The rest of my day is going to be grand. I'm gonna have a great day today. And then when you got on the road, Everything could have gone more smoothly. You'd have been more patient with other drivers. When you got to work, you would have been more amicable, easy to talk to, smiling at your coworkers. Everybody would have been willing and able to talk with you, willing to hear from you. So again, when we wake up in the morning, we have a choice. Do we want to start our day off 
with positivity despite what happens? Or do we want to set the course for a negative downward spiraling type of day? The choice is yours. I'll be right back. And you're back with Shanna Trahan at the Trahan Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives. So today we were talking about a little bit about depression and a way that we can fight that um, in a positive way. So we talked a little bit about morning routines. A morning routine can certainly make or break your day. So if you don't have a morning routine, I would say give yourself an extra 15 minutes in your morning, 15 minutes before you usually get up. Just set the alarm 15 minutes sooner so that you can get out of bed a little more slowly so that what you do can be a little more focused and thought out as opposed to rushed and no thought put into it. I think that a morning routine really does set the day, set the course for your day. And so if you don't have a meaningful morning routine, you're leaving your day up to chance. So it's in your hands and it's up to you. Please set a morning routine for yourself that is positive and helps you to get in the right frame of mind. Until next time, next time we'll be talking about night routines because those are equally important. As I begin to talk to more and more people around the world, I'm finding that many people have sleep issues and issues with sleep. So outside of that, you wonderful lovelies, I just want to encourage you to go to Amazon.com to check out 10 ways to save and grow money, 10 ways to be a great parent, And of course, 69 plus one ways to enjoy life during a pandemic quarantine and to preserve your mental health. All by Shanna Trahan. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Many blessings to you. I hope that you have a fantastic day and that you've enjoyed the podcast. Have an excellent day. It was lovely having you join us. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe below and like us. Check out our blog at trayhandtherapycenter.com. Remember, every day is a holiday. Treat yourself with a copy of the book at thetrayhandtherapycenter.com and share one with a friend. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend too. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.